Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 10th episode of the Not Your Everyday MMA podcast. My name is Alex Henry, and I'm with Tori Habrell. And you guys missed Tori and I last week. I was very busy. Tori was very busy. Our goal was to not miss a podcast until the new year, and we already failed. But guys, we got a lot of new subscribers, um, a lot like new interaction. 278 mm-hmm. subscribers. We're very thankful for oh, that. Yes, thank you guys so much. Um, and we're gonna keep dropping videos. We and also we got some big things coming very soon. So we're gonna for make sure. it up. We're gonna make it up to you guys. I know you're really upset that we missed a video, but we're going to make it up to you. And I vow to get our podcast back on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I vow I will do it. I will crawl and grind and whatever I need to do to get those podcasts back on, I'm going to do it. But anyway, Tori, how are you? You ready to get into this? I am. Disclaimer too. I wanted to just say on the podcast, guys, my TikTok account is being banned on and off. It's weird. Haven't been able to post, have been able to post, haven't been able to go live, have been. So I'm trying my best to put content out there, but stuff just isn't working out. Email them though. I have it back. So just want to put that out there because TikTok is kind of mean sometimes. Right. Tori, so, nobody yeah. said it was going to be an easy trip to the top. No one did. Yeah. There's no going to be, did. there's going to be some, some trials and tribulations we're going to have to get through. For and that's sure. what we're doing today. We're episode 10. We made it this far to 10 episodes they say if you can get 12 episodes of a podcast you will most like you're already like 80 percent ahead of everybody else who's ever made a podcast so yeah we're two away from that and technically we already have more videos than that anyway yeah counter interviews so enough with the long drug out introduction i have a fuzzy on my shirt (laughs) jake paul knocked out Anders not knocked out, knocked down and beat mm-hmm. Anderson Silva this Saturday. Troy, you know, we're not a boxing channel, but Anderson Silva is an MMA legend in that crowd. Yeah. If you watched it, was a very large MMA crowd. Nobody barely not, not a lot of boxing fans. Yeah. Um, so real quickly, I just wanted to get your thoughts on what you thought about Anderson Silva's performance, what you think about Jake Paul and what he does for MMA and boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some other takeaways too. Yeah. I mean, no discredit to Jake Paul. This man is, um, he's building up his resume. You know, he's actually, he's improving. This man's training. He's taking this seriously. So, I mean, prop props to him. It's just, he needs to fight people on his level. I mean, come on. He's fighting these older retired MMA, like these MMA legends almost. And it's just, you have Anderson Silva who looked good during the fight. He didn't look bad, but I mean, he just, wasn't great he wasn't very active in the beginning of the fight he gave up a few rounds and you could just tell the age difference and it really shows overall anderson silva looks kind of like the better fighter it's just jake is younger he's just you know what i mean he has more potential and just anderson has already gone through so many fights so he's gotten hit so many times he's trained so much he's just been through a lot compared to jake who's young and upcoming and i mean i'm not hating on jake paul at all i'm just like dude come on like you're calling out nate diaz after this like nate diaz in my opinion would have a way less chance of beating him than anderson silva like for, for sure. sure and so i just like i'm like dude come on like let's call it some actual boxers like you want to take this seriously let's retire from mma but if you want to fight these mma fighters go in the octagon go in the cage and fight them don't be fine them in boxing because nate diaz isn't even like the best striker in the world this man's jujitsu and yes he fought anderson silva but anderson silva is in his 40s he is far past his prime and i'm just like i don't know i don't know props to him for winning but i think if he wants to earn the respect of the combat community 
he needs to fight some like actual boxers, you know? He, yeah, yeah, he does. He needs to fight an actual boxer. I a hundred percent agree. I do understand some parts of Jake Paul. I was actually talking to an MMA coach. I know in Akron and he was saying, you know, how a lot of boxers wait until their 10th or 11th fight to actually fight a real legit boxer and they'll fight cans in like yeah. four round fights and Jake Paul's fighting at least more than four round fights so yeah he is. I give him some credit there also I mean it's all about the money at the end of the it day is, Tori yeah. if he fights Nate Diaz yeah he's probably gonna sweep him but that could be like a million dollar literally a million that's dollar true. pay-per-view I don't know that's if that's true. crazy for me to say but in my mind just with the promotion Apparently, and the yeah. personalities I think that could yeah. be really big um Anderson looked a lot better than I thought he would um I did have Jake Paul winning in my very, very, very little knowledge of scoring boxing. Um, it's okay. I, I probably know just as much as the yeah. boxing scores anyway. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah. shout out Jake Paul. Shout out Anderson Silva for getting in the ring with him, yeah. jeopardizing his legacy. Personally, it doesn't hurt my opinion on his legacy any, but hey, to some it might. So yeah. And apparently, this is real quick. Apparently, Jake Paul said the pay per view did not do as well as he thought. No, so, I mean, uh, he, like five hundred, six hundred thousand. I think he said two hundred to three hundred. Oh, so that's like really, really small. Yeah, um, yeah. it could have been because it's Halloween time. It's also NFL season, YouTube NBA boxing. season. Yeah, you know who YouTube knows? Boxing, like yeah, who knows? Right. Uh, but good for them. They they did that. I mean. Jake yeah. Paul's continuing on his little combat career. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Maybe he'll fight Canelo next. Yeah. Just, can you imagine? But well, no. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine ever. I don't think I want to. We'll see. Yeah. Um. So, fight night happened last week. And obviously, Tori and I did not cover it. But we will give you our thoughts on the main event. Pretty sad, Tori. Um, yeah. Calvin Cater took on Arnold Allen. Give me your thoughts on what you took away from that fight and maybe um, how you're looking at the weight class now. Well, right now, the weight class is just in a really weird circumstance. I mean, we had this outcome with Cater versus Allen. Then we had Yair versus Ortega um, not too long ago as well. Kind of the same sort of thing. So it's just kind of where do the winners of these fights go and the losers? It's like they don't really get discredited, but I mean, they kind of miss out on the opportunities within the division. And so, I mean, Arnold Allen, he looked great. I said this, I posted a video about it a couple months ago where I made um, matchups I want to see within the featherweight division. And I said, Arnold Allen versus Max Holloway. I think yeah. that'd be a really fun fight. We've been seeing a lot of um, younger contenders lower in the rankings. I mean, he's not even low in the rankings, but you know what I mean? Lower in the rankings fight these top contenders. And I think that'd be a great new fight for Max Holloway to be like, you want to come to the top, like be, be, be the best, be, yeah. yeah, be him. He's almost like, unfortunately, the gatekeeper of the division now, but it's okay. But, I mean, it's just unfortunate because we never know how the fight would have played out. Um, Allen looked great in the first round, and then, unfortunately, that happened. Was it the knee um, for Cater? And it was just it, – it, it, it's, it's sad. But And then same circumstance with the IR. I mean, what do you do? Because that doesn't – it was in the first round. That doesn't mean he, like, is better than Brian Ortega because we don't know because it was the first round, and it's just a right. bunch of these unfortunate circumstances occurring. So, I mean, in terms of that, maybe IR versus Allen for um, interim, but then you also – have Emmett waiting there too. So I kind of want to see maybe Yair versus Emmett. And then I'm thinking Holloway versus um, Allen for some fights in the featherweight division. I a hundred percent agree with you, Tori. I mean, you, you pretty much like stole the thoughts out of my brain there. Um, reading, brain reading. I think Arnold Allen's legit too. And mm-hmm. 
even though I kind of thought he was losing in that fight before the knee injury, not by much, but in terms yeah. of the output that he was taking in, I was like, I was kind of a little worried for him for a second. Yeah. Uh, I do. I I would have predicted Ordon Island to win that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not just saying that because he won. Um, but I would have. I do think he's legit. I do think he is the guy that could be the guy. Um, mm-hmm. So why not make that Max Holloway fight? Makes yeah. a lot of sense. I wouldn't mind seeing him there. Uh, I don't hate. Um, oh, man, it's a very difficult weight class, Tori. Let's transition, actually. So Bryce yeah. Mitchell was supposed to fight um, Ivalov. Mm-hmm. That fight got yeah. dropped. Now Bryce is taking Ilya to Poria, right? And that's the same weight class. Um, I mean, these are some up and coming yeah. guys. 282 in Las Vegas, December 10th. Mm-hmm. Tori, we're not gonna predict this fight, break it down, but just give me your initial thoughts on hearing this fight. I almost like this fight better because it's a hype train against the hype train. You know, it's just like sure. I mean, not I mean not nec- not hype trains, but two people that are well known that are coming up in the rankings. I think it's really interesting. Um I'm excited. I love seeing Thug Nasty out there with the camel shorts and Ilya Tapuria. I mean, he's a very entertaining fighter to watch. And I, I reviewed some of their, his um, tape recently after that fight got announced and it's going to be a really good matchup for the both of them. And I mean, this division that's stacked, it's just, it's really weird circumstances. And this, this is going to sound bad. It's just so funny just because I'm seeing all these like upcoming contenders, but in my mind, just no one's getting close to Volk. Like, I just like, I'm like, I just don't see anyone getting close to him. So I'm, I guess we'll see. But um, I mean, I, this is a, it's a stacked division. I mean, um, bantamweight, featherweight, and lightweight are all just have it's just back to back to back to back. And so I mean, it's an awesome fight. I'm excited to see it. UFC 282 is looking real good. And I mean, I don't really know who I'm going to be rooting for in that one, but it's going to be exciting. Yeah, uh, Elliot's 14th in the ranking. Bryce Mitchell's ninth. Uh, obviously, rankings recently in UFC have kind of not mattered. Um, and I hate that because I really enjoy being able to look at rankings when I'm trying to do my fantasy booking of matches. Yeah. Um, but I do agree that I do think this is a good fight for both fighters, both fighters undefeated, uh, in their pro careers as well. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be a big fight. I love seeing camo shorts. Um, yeah. I like Elliot Tuporia's tattoos. I think they're both good fighters too, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to this fight another fight on the same card december 10th ufc 282 las vegas jared gordon taking on patty the baddie pamphlet we're I'm gonna sorry. finally see patty in a pay-per-view in the u.s mm-hmm. uh tori give me your initial thoughts when you heard that this fight was coming on this worries me just a teensy bit because him and molly aren't on the same card this time mm-hmm that's like a good luck charm. Like that's just me being superstitious. I'm like, wait, what's going to happen if they're not fighting on the same card? But right. I'm excited to see Patty back in action. I mean, Gordon does have experience. He's faced, he um does have some good wins behind him. He also, he has fought Oliveira. He did lose to Oliveira, but it's okay. I mean, he has Chavez on there. He just won against Santos. And then he did lose by submission against Dawson. And just, he has, he does have the ability to get finished because he has been finished a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So I think that's on Patty. That's a pro on Patty's part, but um, I'm excited to see Patty. Maybe after this, he'll enter the rankings or he'll fight someone within the rankings. Um, It's always fun to see Patty though. I, I've got, I've grown to be a really, really big fan of him and Molly. So, I mean, I, I'm stoked for this fight. Yeah. I also have grown to be a big Patty fan, which I think most UFC fans have. Yeah. Uh, 
Now we saw with Sean O'Malley, right? He took the slow approach, kind of not fighting cans necessarily, but easier fights and mm-hmm. slowly worked his way up. And then we saw what happened. Then he, boom, he skyrocketed and yeah. fought the number one contender. Maybe this is what Patty's trying to do. Maybe, you know, this Jared Gordon fight puts him into the top 15. He takes a, one top 15 fight and boom, maybe he's in number one contender um, contention, which would be pretty yeah. cool. Uh, I do like this fight for Patty on paper right now, but I'm not going to predict it yet. So another fight for Australia, which UFC is coming to Australia. Super, super cool. February 11th, UFC 284. Paulo Costa taking on Robert Whitaker. Tori, what are your initial thoughts on this fight? Okay, I don't love it. I mean, I I love I like both of them. I'm excited to see them fight, but I just in my mind, I have Robert Whitaker all the way. Like no yeah. doubt prediction right now, pure domination by Robert Whitaker. Maybe not a knockout or finish, but I think Robert Whitaker takes it just because of how how Marvin Vittori beat Paulo Costa. It was in a dominant fashion and then how Robert Whitaker beat Marvin Vittori in an insanely dominant fashion. And so um it's exciting. Um I'm excited for it. It makes sense within the division um and I guess the winner of that will maybe face the winner of Piera versus um, Izzy. You never know, but I mean, I love I love watching the Reaper fight. He's such a cool dude, so I'm excited. I think he, I mean, sorry, early prediction. I just like, right when I heard it, I was like, I, I'm Robert Whitaker. Like, I'm sorry, Robert Whitaker. But I mean, what do you think? No, I agree, Robert Whitaker. And this is a hard fight to make, right? Because Robert Whitaker literally just beat Marvin Vittori, so now what? Yeah. Uh, Jared Cannonier would have been a fun fight in my opinion. I would have yeah. liked to see Kelly Gorilla maybe take on Bobby Knuckles. That would be that's actually that's a good point. I never thought about that. that's a good fight. Maybe Sean Strickland, but I think Paula Costa is probably a better fight mm-hmm. for Robert than Sean Strickland would have been. Uh, so I'm okay. I'm okay with Paula, but I I would have really liked to see that Kelly Gorilla matchup. However, Robert Whitaker, I. When I entered the UFC, I kind of slap on him because Israel was my favorite, and I always just saw yeah. Israel ragdoll him. Uh, maybe not in the second fight as much, but in the first one, yes. Uh, but, man, and the more and more I study this guy and watch this guy, I see how legit he is. I see all that yeah. potential. I see that this guy should be carrying a belt, but he just can't get past the next guy. So I do see him beating Paula initially right now as – in the day that we are recording this November 2nd, mm-hmm. but that might change. Yeah. Right. So yeah, a lot of fun fights coming up in mm-hmm. the UFC. Um, the more that they come up, the more we'll talk about them, give that news yeah. to you guys. But right now, Tori, we're going to get in the fight night. All righty. Perfect. Um, for the main event of, I mean, not for the main event for the first fight of the main card we have mm-hmm. dawson versus madsen in a lightweight bout um i mean you have dawson who's coming off of a win against jared gordon he is undefeated in the ufc he's currently 18 1 and 1 and then you have madsen 12 and 0 who is also he's undefeated madsen is an olympic i believe an olympic athlete um really good wrestling and that's kind of it really good wrestling is i mean just not great stand up really stiff um but just and then he had that clay guida fight where he just did not look good he tried to stand up and strike and it just it didn't look beautiful he did kind of end up winning that but it wasn't a great fight um but he just does have that ability to take you down at any point he's very very strong and just 
yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, that's kind of it. He just, he's a pure wrestler. And then you have Dawson who is kind of, uh, he, well, he, like I said before, he's undefeated in the UFC. He's a diverse fighter. He's very diverse in his striking. He's always switching stances. He has pretty good power. He's an up and coming prospect. Um, pretty good grappling, not great conditioning, can kind of get tired a little bit. But overall, he's good everywhere. And I just, I think I'm taking Dawson on this one just because of how one-sided Madsen is. And I think this might be the time where Madsen might get finished. So right now I, I have... I think I'm going to go Dawson by, I think I'm going to go late, like third round knockout. Cause I just, I think it's going to be a little too much for Madison just because of how stiff he can be in his movement. And yeah. 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 Tori, I kind of disagree with you with a few things here. So let's talk about it. Uh, Madsen um, was a Greco Roman wrestler in mm-hmm. the Olympics. Uh, I think personally his striking is actually getting better. I don't think it's good. I don't even yeah. think it's average, but the one thing that he's shown is that he can put some power behind his shots. Um, I think every time that Madsen can get you on the ground and get a takedown, he wins that round. Maybe not the whole fight, but if mm. he can take you down and keep you there, he's going to win that round. Dawson, I think Dawson's more of a just wrestler in general than an overall good fighter. Obviously, we have seen him strike, uh, and that's also kind of iffy too. He averages 3.97 takedowns a fight, though. Uh, so quite a bit of takedowns there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are saying Dawson um, because Madsen hasn't been using his wrestling as much. Great point. I think that's yeah. the best argument. But if you look at it in terms of a wrestler versus a wrestler, which is kind of how I'm viewing this fight, I think that Madsen has maybe this much better of a stand-up game and mm-hmm. because of that if madsen can maybe land a couple couple power shots take him down i'm gonna take the underdog here i don't necessarily like the pick tory but i yeah. kind of my gut's telling me mark madsen i like my wrestlers everybody that's been with the channel knows i like to pick the wrestlers um but yeah this really coin toss for me I understand why people are picking Dawson. I know Madsen hasn't looked the best as of late, and I know Dawson's looked good. But just in terms of wrestling, I think Madsen's a little better. And if it stays on the feet, I think that Madsen can at least just hold his own. So yeah. I'm going to go with Madsen. Yeah, and I mean, it, it does make sense. It's just the thing with Madsen and his striking is he's one of those people that learned to strike way later in his career. And it's sure. just that it, sometimes it just it, it, it can't work, you know, when you get to the UFC. And so, I mean, it is improving, but it's just, it's, it's definitely not, not, not where it needs to be. But, um, I mean, the wrestling is definitely, it's, it's a threat. It's a threat. It's just how, how strong he is and how the, his ability to get the takedown. So, I mean, it's just, it's also coin, it's a coin toss, but I think I'm going to go with the, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with Dawson on this one. I, I think he might finish him. I don't know, but that's that's good. I'm, I'm taking, making a little bit of a bold prediction. No, that's a good that pick. One. That's a good pick. The next fight, Tori, on this main card for fight night. Tegir Yulanbekov taking on Nate Manez. Uh, Tegir, great wrestler. Uh, 3.67 takedowns. He averages a fight. He can strike when he needs to, but he really isn't that good at it. Um, he has a total of nine takedowns in his last two fights. Nate Manson can also wrestle if he needs to, and he kind of has some submissions as well. Uh, but when I look at Nate, I just think tough fighter. Uh, he's pretty good at using kicks. And the thing I like about Nate Manson is, I mean, I don't know. This is surely based off me watching, but mm-hmm. I'm sure he goes into fights with some game plan. But when I watch his fights, it almost seems like he's 
ready to make any adjustment to do what he has to win, even though I don't think he is that well-rounded of a fighter. It's more so, all right, this guy wants to wrestle with me. I'll wrestle with him. This mm-hmm. guy wants to strike with me. I'll strike with him. That could all just be my, you know, my overstudying and over yeah. viewing of breaking this guy down. But that's kind of how I see it. And I kind of like that. Um, and I hate not picking the wrestler. But Tagir looked a little rough in his last fight versus Tim Elliott. Yes. And I'm not sure if Tagir can slug it out with someone who is well-rounded like Nate Manas. Uh, Nate has a takedown in all of his fights, too. And a better takedown defense with 75%. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that Nate can take it. I like Tagir. I think he should win this fight. Mm-hmm. But based off his last fight and based off what I've seen from Nate Manas, I'm going with Nate here, Tori. I'm going to have to agree with you. And also, I want to say how this man is like 5'10", and in the flyweight division, that is... Very big. That, that is that's crazy. Yep. That is that is pretty crazy. Anyways, I mean, yeah, I mean, Ulan Bekov, he is coming off of loss. He just did not look that great in his last fight. And if you saw, I think, was it Habib just yelling at his corner, just like yelling at him and yelling at him. And it was like, oh, it was really yep. cool to watch. I felt bad. But I mean, he's just, he's very grappling heavy um, and just pretty good striking. Not, not great. Not um, great. Overall, I think he is the more well-rounded guy. I think he has more ability to be, like just more well-rounded can go to the ground has pretty good stand-up um but i just i think man is might finish him i i mean he has good knockout power yeah and i mean he needs to just use his straight jabs over and over again just use his reach to his advantage especially with him being this tall in this division like can you imagine him facing a guy like moreno right like he just he's so, right. he's so huge if he, if he uses his range well just sticks to those straights and just shots down the middle and down the pipe and just keeps on kind of moving in and out i think he can do it but i mean on back off he has he does have good wrestling so if he can get a level can change and just level level change and control him there, it's just I don't know, but I think I'm gonna go with Manis here. I think it's gonna be a by finish. I just think he has too much power and just Ombekov didn't look amazing in his last fight. So no, he didn't. I'm yeah, no, so I'm gonna go. That's I'm the go basis Manis, of yeah. my pick. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of the basis too. of my pick. So yeah. And then so I'm we agree on that one, so that's good. That's and then good. next up we have a heavyweight fight between Sherman and Parisian. I believe that's how is I don't even know if it's Parisian or Parisian. Parisian. Yes. I feel like it's Parisian. I'm not for sure. So we're just going to go with that. (laughs) But I mean, you have Sherman who is a pure boxer, pure boxer, tries to look for the finish all the time. Um, He's always offense, pressure fighter, always moving forward, always looking for those power shots, can get taken down easily. Um, And just overall, not very, very well-rounded. And then you have Parisian who, um, who is very well. He's a good, well-rounded mixed martial artist. Um, he's always had, always has good performances. Um, just kind of more of a complete fighter. If he wants to win this fight, he should use his grappling because he does have someone like the back pocket. Um, I think he has better defense in total because Sherman has kind of proven to just be kind of stiff a little bit as well. Just not a lot of head yeah. movement all the time. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think Parisian, if he wants to, he should use his ground and pound. He should take Sherman down, kind of wear him out a little bit take him down and do some ground and pound and maybe finish him and get him out of there um, and just kind of take his least damage as possible. But you never know because Sherman just does have that punch, one punch power. And so it's a very interesting fight. I'm excited, but I think I'm going to go Parisian. And I'm, I kind of want to say like, I'm going to say he takes him down and finishes him on the ground, not by submission, but I think ground and pound. And I'll say like by like round two or something. Cause I think um, Sherman might get worn out a little bit in the first. So yeah, it's going to be my pick. Yep. Not a bad pick. Um, Looking at Josh, he's got a lot of, 
volume at heavyweight, 20 pro bouts and like 11 knockouts. Yeah. Um, and like you mentioned, he's shown that he can wrestle if he needs to. And if he does need to, he's good at it. Um, but most of his fight, his high output is what has helped him win his fights. Um, Chase Sherman has really good speed for his weight class. You mentioned his boxing, but you also mentioned his poor defense. He absorbs mm-hmm. 6.51 yeah. strikes per minute. Uh, not very good. He's coming off a knockout win, so maybe he's got some confidence. But he also has a 16-10 and 10 record, and I was looking at that. Yeah, and I was like, 16-10 yeah. and 10 in the UFC. That's weird. Let me do some research. He actually got cut from the UFC and was re-signed. Um, couldn't tell you why. I'm not Dana White. But he was re-signed, stepped into a fight. So now he's kind of back here. But I mean, 16 and 10 for a UFC fighter that absorbs yeah. 6.51 strikes per minute. I don't even need to know his opponent. I'm not yeah. picking him. <laughs> think, yeah, 16 10, that's crazy. Yeah. I yeah. think Josh is an easy win. The UFC mm-hmm. is the best fighters in the world. How do you have 10 losses on your pro bout record? I don't understand. Uh, I think he can win it however he wants. If he wants to strike with him, I don't think that Chase is going to be able to put up with the value or the output that much. And if he wants to wrestle him, that's probably the easiest way for him to win. Maybe get some ground and pound. So I'm going to predict a wrestling ground and pound mm-hmm. uh, ref stoppage for this fight, Tori. So we both agree there as well. Um, I do like a heavyweight fight, though, when I feel yeah. like it's super unbiased and it's just like kind of a slaughter fest. I'm, that's kind mm-hmm. of what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm a psycho for that, but. <laughs> no, they're, they're fun. One no, I, I like it for a different reason. I like oh. it because I'm seeing two big dudes just coming and throwing at each other. Yeah, that's why no, I like it. Fun, yeah. I don't, don't want to see anybody get knocked out and hurt. I'm just saying I like seeing these big dudes brawl. That's that's yeah. what I like. Um. Yeah. Let's get into the co-main, Tory. Neil Magny is taking on Daniel Rodriguez. Now, this fight was supposed to happen a while ago. Yeah. But um, for some medical reason, I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, but Rodriguez couldn't get it. Personally, if I'm Rodriguez, I'm happy about that because the turnaround between this fight and his mm-hmm. last fight has been pretty fast. Quick. Yeah. But also, I might be kind of worried about it because you can't train when you're sick. I mean, you can do your best, but it's not like you're, you're heavy sparring yeah. for a camp. Um, but I'll look at Neil first. He's a good overall fighter. He averages two takedowns a fight. Uh, he could be a busy striker if he wants to. He's coming off a tough loss to Shavkot, but mm-hmm. he's beaten some really good guys. He's beaten the Leech. He's beaten Robbie Lawler. He's beaten Geoff Neal. He's beaten Max Griffin. Yeah. Uh, this guy's a vet. He's got a lot of fights under his record. Rodriguez, great boxer. We all know it. Anybody ask you what Daniel Rodriguez is good at, you're going to say he's boxing. His cardio has shown that he can go the distance, but personally, I didn't think his cardio was what I've seen before in his last fight. It was still good, but it wasn't that same cardio that I give praise to. Um, And I don't even think he won his fight for Soul H, personally. Me neither. Yeah, no, me Um, So it's hard for me because I like Daniel Rodriguez. But looking at the turnaround time, looking at the illness, looking at a fight that he shouldn't have won, but he's coming off of a win versus a well-rounded UFC veteran that has more pro he has more pro fights than him, and they're mm-hmm. the same age. They're both yeah. 35. So I'm gonna go with Neil here, and I wouldn't be surprised if he can finish him, Tori. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I, I've been kind of going back and forth on this fight, but I think I'm going to have to agree with you just because d does the best when he's forced into exchanges. And I think if Magni uses his reach and just can kind of be in and out, I don't think he's going to allow that to happen. And I think he might, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I see a finish. I can kind of see Neil Magni taking it by decision, but um, I just think he needs to really mix it up in terms of Magni um, because he is long and rangey. He uses good straight shots. So I think if he can just get in and out of the pocket real quick, I think that'd be the key to winning just because sure. D-Rod can be a little like, can be a little brawler like he likes to get in those like tough exchanges in the pocket you know and i mean we're talking about d-rod he, he does have great power he has good stand-up um just he always he always has he also i cannot speak words right now he throws good shots and he does have that powerful hook but um i just he's he's not always active either he's kind of in and out like injured blah blah whether it's that and it is a very very quick turnaround from the leech and i did think he lost that fight sorry d-rod like you're a cool guy but i do think you <laughs> lost it but and then you have i mean magni yeah he didn't look great against shot pop but just the experience um i think will be great and i'm and just he needs to determine where this fight goes to gain his confidence because once he's kind of in the flow of things he's great he's active during the fight and i mean i don't know i just it's kind of a tough mix because i feel like they're two it's different i kind of had written like d-rod i think if he does land one shot, I think maybe he could kind of take Magni out, but I just, I don't think Magni's going to let that happen. I hope not. I kind of, I want him to keep kind of a distance a little bit. And so I think I'm going to go Magni by decision for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad pick. So yeah, that's that. And then, I mean, we have for the main event, I'm actually very excited for this fight. So am um, I. It's, it's exciting. I, I like Rodriguez and I really like Lamos. Um, I mean, so yeah, we have Marie Rodriguez versus Lemos. And I mean, I don't know who I want to win this fight. And I don't really know exactly who I have just because of they're just different. I don't know how to explain it. They're just different. I mean, Lemos is coming off of a great submission win against Michelle Watterson. She looked great in that fight. I was kind of rooting for the karate holly, but she didn't end up winning and Lemos took it. But it, it was a great fight. I mean, she has a lot of power. Power and speed is her deal. Cardio, not so much there. It is a five-round mm -hmm. fight. Um, just and I think that's gonna be the biggest weakness um she's just she's very quick inside the octagon she really throws great low kicks inside um inside leg kicks as well she will stalk you down just very much pressure fighter with power and i think that's going to be her biggest deal i'm not sure if i see her i don't i can't speak words today i'm not sure if i see her finishing marina or not but then you have rodriguez who's on a great win streak she has wins over yawn Dern, and rebus um lots of his lots of experience especially with like five round fights good striking good muay thai very good in the clinch really great fight iq well-rounded good cardio and just kind of walks opponents down but her weakness isn't grappling and lamos does she does have the advantage there so it's kind of hard it's back and forth and so i think overall if it does go to decision i can see rodriguez winning just because of the cardio advantage but i could also see lamos winning by finish so i am not sure if it is a finish i'm gonna go lamos and like third round but if it's decision i think i'm gonna go rodriguez it's a hard fight but i think if lemos can get the finish early she might be able to get done but overall i'm not sure if i see that happening so i think i'm gonna go rodriguez by decision that's yeah. a lot of words yeah, yeah good, <laughs> good, good, good breakdown um rodriguez i mean you covered her good fast on the feet those with a lot of volume power i think she's one of the tougher fighters in the straw weight class mm -hmm. uh she's won six of her last seven fights her only loss being to Carla Esparza back in yeah. 2020. And, and it was, was a split decision. That was a tough was, split decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if anything, I mean, you broke her down very good. So if I can add anything, um, she's very tough. Like, yeah. she's very, very, very tough. Yes. 
Uh, Amanda has that Muay Thai um, style fighting. Um, she has really good takedown defense, 81%. And 7 mm-hmm. of 12 of Amanda's wins are both or by finish, both yeah. with knockouts and submissions. So she's mm-hmm. pretty versatile in there. Uh, I think Rodriguez is a safe pick. Um, yeah. But number one, yeah. betting with female fights is never a good idea. Never a good it's idea. Hard. Yeah. Not trying to be sexist, but it's just look at the facts. Every time there's a favorite, the underdog can win. I mean, it's yeah. the, the odds are always, maybe it's the odd maker's fault. That's who I'm going to blame, the odd makers. Because yeah. the odds are always weird in these female fights. So that's why I don't recommend betting on them. But if you are, I'm going to go with Rodriguez. Uh, mainly because I think she's just a little tougher and she has more experience. Yeah. Um. And I think she can get it done, but I can see her losing too. So that's it's a be... hard fight to pick. Yeah, it yeah. really is a hard fight to pick. Lamos is tough too. I mean, it's just she has so much power, just her ability to finish people. It, it's insane. So I mean, it's just it's hard. I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I want to say Lamos. You know, I don't know who I'm rooting for. I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like at this point, it's like they're both kind of like not even, but they both have their ways to win. So it's kind of who I want to win more now. And I'm like, right. I don't know for sure. I think I'm going to stick with Rodriguez, but I would not be surprised if Lamos can get the finish because I think she might be able to. But yeah. This might be one of those situations where you got to watch weigh-ins and then you got to watch their entrances and look at their facial expressions and mm-hmm. deep in their eyes and be like, yeah. that's going to be the winner today because that, that's honestly how close this fight is. Yeah. Actually, I don't think the odds are as close as I'm making it out to seem. Mm-hmm. Um I don't have the odds on me, but I'm pretty sure Rodriguez is a pretty heavy favorite. And I wouldn't agree with that if I'm right in that statement. But um, yeah, it looks like we're, you're, are we both taking Rodriguez? I think so, here? yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find the odds right now. I cannot seem to find them right now. But yeah, I think we're both taking, and they're both 35 too, so they're both kind of getting up there. But um, yeah, I think we're both taking Rodriguez for this one. Not confidently, but yeah, I think so. The odds are... Rodriguez negative two ten, Amanda plus one eighty. So they actually are a okay. little closer than I thought they were, but still yet very yeah. hard fight to pick. Uh, and I'm excited. I mean, the UFC has been putting a lot of these female fights on the on the main card of these or the main event of these fight nights, and I've liked them all. I yeah. li- I yeah. have liked all of the fights and. Yeah. It's maybe it's because they all have implications in terms of contendership, yeah. or maybe it's just because they're really good female fighters and they put on a good show. So I'm liking that uh, for the female division in UFC just in general. Uh, but that's going to be it for our main card predictions for this Saturday's fight night. Uh, Tori, you came up with a great idea. Got to give you credit here. I won't steal your thunder. <laughs> but guys, it it it's an end of spooky season. Halloween was this. Monday, past yeah. Monday, but like people celebrated over the weekend. Tori said, let's pick our favorite UFC costumes of fighters this year. So I got my top five. You got your top five, Tori. I'll let you go first. Who okay. had the best Halloween costumes? We're going to try to get the pictures and I'll display well, them on here. Number five, you have Max Holloway and his whole family because they were dressed as the Tokyo Revengers. It was so cute. It was such a great costume. I love Max Holloway and rush and his wife they're all they're all so cool so that is my that is my number five number four we have dan argetta as the emperor's new groove it was iguma and kronk i think it was his wife or his girlfriend i loved that movie growing up i've i don't think i've ever seen that costume and i like loved seeing it and it was cool it was great 
Number three, Robert Whitaker. I think, was he like an air fryer? Like he was something so weird. Yeah, like I weird. think it was an air fryer. It was just funny. And if you saw his Instagram post for Halloween, he posted like multiple pictures of him just like zoomed in with the mask on and it, it was so funny. But I literally think he was an air fryer. And I just thought that was funny. Oh, Number two, fine. Chino Vera and his family. They were the whole, they were the family in Encanto and it was Good so pick. cute. And I, I loved it. And I'm a Chino Vera fan. And at number one, the best one is McLovin, Brandon Moreno. Cause that was just awesome. And it made me laugh. And it thing is like, it literally made my day seeing that. Cause Brandon Moreno, it just fits. Yeah. I think it just fits him. He, it just, it's it was awesome. very identical. They yeah, looked very it identical. It was a very good costume. Sure. Yeah. It was great. Uh, I got some different, I got some variety here. So we're going to add, lots of different pictures i got cub swanson at five him and his family dressed up as the power rangers i did see that yeah i was like that's cool i like power rangers uh number four amanda nunez was like a dinosaur rider like she had one of them inflatable (laughs) dinosaurs and she's like oh yeah her and her wife and her kid yeah yeah and i'm like that's a that's a solid costume I'll i'll go there mike perry dressed up as goku i'm an i'm an anime fan so i'll give him credit there uh Conor McGregor was a captain and he was a beardless captain. And I was like, that dude is the captain. I'm going to yeah. give him number two, yeah. but Tori, I got to agree with you at number one. Brandon Moreno is McLovin from super bad was his chef's kiss. Beautiful, beautiful costume. It fit perfectly. Did it you dress, perfectly. did you dress up for Halloween Tori? I did. I dressed up with a couple things. I was Mia Wallace from Pulp Fiction. Gotcha. Um, I was a fortune teller. I was like a dark witch type thing. And then I was like a men in black, I think. So what about you, pop, you? You popped off. I was a prisoner. I did. For one, co- one costume, I was a prisoner. I didn't get to uh, go to any Halloween parties or celebrate as much as I wanted to because I was really, really busy last week. Um, yeah. But my prisoner outfit was kind of cool. It was it was a yeah. last minute put together kind of thing, but it worked. But it worked, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be our top five and that's going to be it for today's podcast guys if you made it this far hit the like button hit the subscribe button and tell us in the comments let us know guys reread all of those comments and we love them except the ones that are me and we don't love those but you know it's whatever i mean i'll cry about it all night i guess (laughs) it's fine like it's fine (laughs) um yeah but guys thank you again for joining if you're an audio only listener that means i'm a i'm the boss i got us on Spotify and Apple podcast tonight. Uh, that's the goal. So that's going to be it for today, guys. Catch us next week uh, for episode 11 because there's a big, big card next week and my favorite fighters fighting on it. So I'm very, very excited. Exciting. Same. Uh, oh my gosh, same. Both of our favorite fighters are fighting. Dustin. Be so fun. And Izzy. Dustin, yeah, let's go. Let's go. So yeah, we'll, we'll make this one a very special podcast next week. But again, thank you guys for all of the subscribers. 278, that's crazy. 700 views on our last video, like 20-something comments. Really appreciate the love, guys. But we're going to wrap it up today. This was episode 10 of the Not Your Everyday MMA podcast. My name is Alex Henry, and I was with Tori Havrill. And we are signing off.